0: Hi, I'm Helly,
1: and I'm Meghna. We are the women in your corner. Let's get started. Today's episode is a little different. Today we wanted to talk about millennials and Gen Z in the workforce and in a workforce that is predominantly run by Gen X and what kind of social environments that leads to. So I am a Gen Z myself and Haley is a millennial. So we run into many of these interactions in our corporate world, in our corporate jobs and in our personal lives as well. So we wanted to talk about how we make sure our voices are heard when there's such a huge difference in how we think versus the people who might be calling the shots or someone else that you have to interact with or work with and how we balance this. So for me, I always think of the world in terms of this Shakespeare's work, Seven Stages of Life. He's basically talking about the stages of life we go through from a baby to when we get old. But I like how that applies to this situation as well. So we start out as an infant, then we're a school kid, then we get to the lover phase, which I think where we are at as Gen Zs, that we're young and passionate, we're like ready to change the world. It's all about that, right? And then you get to the next stage, which I think the millennials are in right now with more responsibilities on your shoulders. So you're like a soldier that is driven. It's ambitious. It's driven by honor, right? That you want to grow. You want to accomplish something. And our Gen X or the people who are pretty much running the world at this point, come into the fifth stage of life, which is the justice, who has all the comforts, made all the right decisions, got plenty of wealth. So... You know, I think that these differences have always existed. That's why, you know, Shakespeare's work is still relevant for this. But the gap has gotten so much bigger because of technology, right? Like, do you think that's the case?
0: Oh, my gosh. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. It's like, you you know, when you think about how you grow up, even if we take it, to personal, right? How many times have you heard like, oh, when I grow up, blah, blah, blah. When I grew up, blah, blah. And even I catch myself, right? Again, millennial hair. So I don't feel like I'm like that outdated. But I have nieces who are in fourth grade, fifth grade, eighth grade, 11th grade. I have a a senior this year. I have two that graduated. Like I'm tons of nieces um, and some nephews. But even if I compare myself to them, it's like, what? Like, wh- what is going on? What? Are, what? Why do you do that? Right? But when I realize, it's like, oh well, you know, I watch this girl and she has a skin routine. Well, I watch this girl and she does that. Oh, I know about that. I they talk about it, and I'm like, okay. For me, I never thought to Google right, like routines or brand or you know, I didn't think to Google those things. Nobody was talking about those things until you enter the corporate world and you know the this and that. And you're like, oh wow, this they're learning it they're googling it they're finding our stuff and they're like oh yeah i want to learn more about this stuff so crazy technology hands down has done that i find your analogy super resonating and super interesting so i have to confess i was not a big shakespeare person i think i had a you know a bad my opinion of just bad or not the best interaction And I was like, eh, I don't really like it. So then I just strayed away from it, right? I drew up my walls and I was like, nothing Shakespeare. So anytime you'd have a a choice to read, it was like, you could read Moby Dick, you could read this Shakespeare literature, or you could read X, Y, Z, right? I was like, oh my God, anything with Shakespeare. I'll take these, right? Um, So I've actually never heard the poem or referenced or read that portion of literature. And I find it so, so, I don't know, so great that – it's a cool little categorization. And I totally agree, right? It's from a Gen Z and millennial. What I know of Gen Z because I grew up with them, you know, I'm with them. And then from millennial, right, we're close, is there is like that lover and that soldier concept, right? And I would totally agree that, you know, I feel like definitely more on the soldier side, but you and I are almost like in the middle, right? You're balancing these things like, I'm still passionate. I'm still ready to go. I'm still ready to be different. And even myself, it's like, yeah, I'm passing it. But I'm also like, okay, but now, right, like I'm on the back end or, you know, approaching 30. Like, how do I make these disciplines of life resonate, right? There's no just like, oh, it's like, no, 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 this is a gold-driven thing now and we're going to get it done. So I find that that was super incredible and super relevant to how I actually feel. I also feel like it's really relevant when you think about this concept, right? Just that analogy, right? Lover, soldier to judge or justice, right? And I think about my day-to-day interactions, you know, whether that's my, my actual career outside of this career, right? I generally am like the only one that's either a millennial or Gen Z. It's usually we're dealing with Gen X, we're dealing with a lot of boomers, and um, it's totally fine. But when I think about that analogy and how I approach my everyday life, it's so true, because I think that how I phrase things, even the formal thought of thinking, right, how I communicate to me, like what's appropriate to me, does not always, they're always like, no, you can't. And I'm like, oh, why? But it was just, I mean, I, I don't think I go as extreme, maybe as some, but, you know, I definitely think like, oh, yeah, I'll just shoot you a quick like, hey, blah, blah, blah done. by Hallie. Right. They're like, no, no, no. You need to introduce us. Hi, it's me, Hallie. This is your ask. This is the next steps. This is I'm important. And I'm like, but why? I just want to say, hi, I'm Hallie. Just put this off and then, you know, thanks. Bye. And they're like, no, no, you say formally or cheer. You know, it's like, what? It's different, right? It's different. Technology has only increased that. And I find that it's incredibly not difficult, but I'm, I'm like, I'm saying difficult. I don't know if you hear my little, mm, because I'm like, it's incredibly difficult but it's a a complex thing to understand so I mean from that perspective I mean what have you encountered Mm -hmm. so you brought this right you brought this analogy up do you also feel like majority of who you work with in your day-to-day is at the judge or or past that stage do you feel you know what's your take on your strategy to help communicate
1: I think it's pretty similar I I work with very similar group of people where majority of of my colleagues, majority of the people I interact with day to day are much older. They are Gen X, they're boomers, and there is that difference in communication. So this was one of the things I brought up to one of my mentors of, you know, how do I make sure that I feel that my voice is heard whenever I'm in these conversations and there's a big group of people that have a different opinion than I do, I always shy away from sharing mine because I feel that it's just going to be shut down and I'm going to be told that "Mm, that makes no sense. We're not going to go ahead with that. So how do I feel empowered enough to at least share my opinion, to make sure that my opinion is taken into consideration? And his suggestion was very simple, but I think a very powerful one that instead of trying to go in all in with it, going aggressive that, oh, listen to this great idea that I had, why not plant a seed? Start with always like asking a question of like, oh, have we thought about this? Is this something that we've considered? Just a little nudge in the right direction of like, oh, I wanted to bring this up. I, you know, we can look into it. We can investigate it. I'm happy to do it if we want to take it further. That way you're not going in trying to tell someone that you don't value their idea. But at the same time, you feel comfortable enough to just raise a question to even if it's a thought exercise at least you were able to share your opinion and that softer approach helps right it does feel like you're taking a step backwards that oh why do i have to behave this way they're not doing it this way but we're the ones trying to change the world now we're the ones trying to change the world but we're still outnumbered so these little steps this softer approach might not feel like it's the most empowering but trust me it is because you get to share what you feel.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, it's, I view it, I, I, I totally validate with what you said, right? I think some people may think of it as like, oh, well, here we go. I'm having to accommodate. And and I get that. I do. I really do. But I definitely want to encourage those, like, don't think of that as accommodating. Think of it as strategic. At the end of the day, that for me, I don't think being strategic about anything is necessarily bad. And to be strategic and understanding how to effectively communicate is actually quite an impressive skill. Oh, I know I'm talking to X person. Therefore, I'm going to have to be softer tone. I'm going to be, have to be more direct. I'm going to have to be more potentially bubbly to appeal to them. But at the end of the day, you know how to communicate. And not only helps us get that seat, for lack of a better term, at the table, but it helps us also help them because you have to understand. To be honest, in a lot of these situations, a lot of times, I'm my my parents as an example. They're extreme boomers, you know. It's Nothing malicious from them when I bring up an idea or even how I'm operating, what I'm doing in my day to day life, even with my finances, my decisions, my career. It's all foreign to them. They're like, what? Like, you know, wh- why is that? Was this? You know, they question everything. And it's not a facetious, it's not an ugly, it's not a you just suck type of thing, right? You're young, blah, blah, blah. They really cannot comprehend for them, right? They're like, I just do not understand why you would think this. And I'm like, oh, well, like, let me show you. This is what I've experienced. This was my high school experience. This was my, you know, my college experience. This was my first early career. This is, and although I must admit, they don't always like, yeah, I get it. I have had moments where I've literally watched the aha moment in my mother's or father's eyes where they're like, oh, yeah. And I still don't think that that's how life is because, you know, they've had a whole life of X amount of years. But I've seen that pivotal, like, oh, interesting like I've I've never viewed it that way. So I'll kind of conclude us with with this. I love your analogy. I love your plant of seeds. so our ask, right as the women in your corner is if you are someone who's still trying to get a seat to these conversations try this tactic. Try this communication style. Try it, right? Try to just drop the seat of a notion or this this idea to the table. If you already have a seat at the table, don't forget those that helped you get there, right? And pull up a chair for the next person. We think this will be super powerful in you and your network, you and your communication style, and also to the future leaders of the world. So thank you for joining us today. We're so excited you're here. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Always remember, we are the woman in your corner.